Good day to you. You are listening to Inspirato Projecto Podcast. I am your host, CEC. We are, of course, found on iTunes, so please feel free to subscribe to us on there. We're also on many, 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 many other podcast apps, directories, resources, etc., etc., etc. My buddy John Garside, who does the Forgotten Tales podcast, and I were talking. Check out Forgotten Tales. He's got a lot of great videos out there, too, on YouTube. Um... Just a lot of... He's the Indiana Jones of Whittier. And soon, wherever he goes, wherever he goes, he is that Indiana Jones. Always always finding out the, the history, always presenting the information. He told me all about War of the Worlds by Jeff Wayne. It's a musical version of War of the Worlds. Oh, my God. God, oh man, I listened to it, oh my God, I listened to it yesterday, and oh my God, it is just, oh, so good, the theremin, the psychedelic sounds, I mean, this thing just kept mystifying me with, it's crazy, because as I was listening to it, I was sitting there thinking, have I heard this before? Have I? There are elements to it that sounded familiar to me. And um, just, just so good. It sounded so familiar. It had one of those sounds like when you listen to it, you're going, oh my gosh, this is so familiar. Perhaps a lot of bands have since borrowed... Um, Let's see. Let's go here. I'm going to do a little... Okay, so War of the Worlds. Jeff Wayne. I'm looking up the Wikipedia because guess what? Everybody knows Wikipedia is the the primary source. Oh, my God. 1978? This... Oh, my God. Released in the UK, June 1978. Yeah, progressive rock. No kidding. Its main format is progressive rock and string orchestra using narration of elite late motifs to carry the story in rhythmic melodic lyrics that express the feelings of the various characters yikes oh my gosh by 2009 it was the 40th best selling album of all time in the UK it has since spawned multiple versions of the album video games DVDs and live tours oh my gosh Incredibly, incredibly, yeah. Oh my God, it's incredibly awesome. This stuff is wow. This is so good, so good. So yeah, I put my stamp of stamp, stamp of approval on War of the Worlds, War of the Worlds. And while you're at it, research Battle of Los Angeles. Research it. Battle of Los Angeles. It was in the newspapers. We are field testing a different mic today. The first mic you just heard, actually, is the the microphone I normally use. This microphone 
is a microphone that I've recorded guitars on a couple of occasions. However, I have not gone out into the world with this microphone yet because of this. My phone has the Mophie. It's called the Mophie. And the Mophie has a, ba a battery pack on it. It's a, it's, a, it's a case for the phone in case I drop it, which I've done many occasions, on many occasions. Drop the phone on many occasions. And I, I, I got that case on there because, well, number one, obviously for the dropping aspect. Um, also, number two, that what's cool is that it's got the, you know, you know, it's got the battery pack in there. So if it gets low, I press a little switch on the, on, on the case, and then it. Press a little switch on the case, and then it ends up recharging it. So, yes. Now, the thing that I dig about the other microphone is that it has sort of a long in, input thing. So... With this case, for instance, with this case, I need a special plug charger for it in order for it to, to really to, to be able to plug into this case. Uh, and so the case is set about a half an inch away, so to speak, from the input of this thing. So I need special... Anyway, the microphone... The length of the of the of the input thing is good. It's long enough. It clicks in there. With this, right now, for instance, I'm talking to you. I had to take off the bottom part of my Mophie. So that's the only reason why I haven't used this out there in the world. I figure it's pretty safe for this for this excursion uh, because I'm walking up to this store. So, for this excursion, I can trust myself to keep my, keep, keep my mitts on it, and, and whatnot. So, I'm curious to see how this will play back. The other microphone does a great job of getting sounds, and... Keeping everything like a good, good volumes. I was listening to some old recordings that I had recorded, some voicemails that I had recorded on my phone. But this before I ended up getting this microphone, you know, a while ago. These these uh, songs, and it's it's interesting because when I had first heard them, they sounded really good. They came through. But now I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm hearing such a vast difference. In when I'm utilizing a microphone versus back then when I didn't have a microphone. I guess back then I didn't have a microphone, so I didn't have a frame of reference as to the, the crispiness, as to what the sound could sound like. So that's what I'm thinking. And now that I've seen what it's like to record with, with a microphone, now I see what the big difference is. Hear the big difference. And 
I'm curious if this microphone, what I like about the other microphone is that you can hear the treble, you can hear the bass, it's nice, it's, it's like, I don't know what, how it knows how to do this, but it just somehow magically kind of, kind of equalizes it in a good way. This microphone, I'm curious, I recorded a guitar with it before. This microphone was a little more expensive. I think the other microphone was $20, the one that I usually use. This one was, I think, like 30 maybe. We shall see. We shall see. The main point was that I wanted to be able to hook a, um, uh, a microphone that caught crispy audio for when I shoot when I shoot scenes for the Pagani film. I wanted that. Something else that I've got to start using is I, I got one of those lens packages, if you could call it that, a bundle from the interwebs. And it has a you clip it on. There are different clips that you clip onto the, onto the microphone uh, or onto the s- smartphone itself. And there are these clips for the for the there were lenses that like one of them is wide angle, one of them is fisheye. Just these different ones. There's one that's um, when you unscrew the when you unscrew the the wide-angle one, it then becomes a macro lens, in which case you can actually see deeper into text. You could see into... You could see into, I mean, much closer stuff, fingerprints and such. The other cool thing that it comes with, which I have yet to test, is a... It's a Bluetooth little remote control button. So... You can actually film. I need to test the distance, how far of a distance away you can be um, in order for it to work. But you can actually test the distance. Do the distance, hit the button, press record, and then it starts recording or, or taking photos of you far away. I bet uh, the photographer Cindy Sherman would have really appreciated that back when she was taking her photos. A remote control. I bet you at some point in life she, she ended up getting something like that to help her out. Look up Cindy Sherman sometime, and while you're at it, look up Sally Mann. Look those up. There was a great exhibit when I was going to Columbia College. They had all these different photographers, art gallery. And uh, that's where I first heard about Cindy Sherman. And it's like, whoa, I was just hooked on this kind of, uh, these, these photo styles. It really just blew my mind. Um, oh, by the way, there's a guy here one of the kids who works here, he looks very familiar, and something tells me that he is uh, 
someone that I've substitute taught for before. I haven't said anything to him yet. And he hasn't said anything to me. You know, why is that? Wasn't it interesting, those moments where it's like you have a feeling that that person might be that person? Or that, or you got a vibe that they might think that you're that person? And, but you don't say anything to them? What is that? Is there just maybe, maybe deep down, like what's immediately popping in my brain is that there's this, there's this silent victory of just, hmm, either A, maybe we really like the mystery of it and going, hmm, that could have been, that could have been, I don't know, that could have been, or we like the idea of wanting to figure out ourselves without, without the answer, you know, coming right out. I think that's why people hint at things. They hint they want you to read the mind, so they leave little hints. Boop, 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 boop. Then you follow the hints, like breadcrumb, breadcrumb trail, and there you go. Before you know it, before you know it. So Tom Wolf is dead. Tom Wolf is gone. I'm looking at the cover here. Uh, he. Uh, He's gone. Tom Wolf. If you get a chance, read. Read. Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. If you're someone who appreciates just that, just that ethic, just that, that, that artist ethic, living as an artist, creating, being out there, making waves in the world, altering human consciousness and reality as we know it. If you like that kind of stuff, my goodness, Ken Kesey had a lot to do with that. And that's what the electric Kool-Aid acid test is all about. Ken Kesey and the Merry Pranksters riding on their day glow bus called Further. And Tom Wolfe wrote about all this. Tom Wolf wrote about all that. He's, he's, he's written lots of other stuff. That's the only book I've ever read. I think he did Bonfire the Vanities, if I'm not mistaken. I think he did Bonfire the Vanities. Oh, yes. So I'm here. I'm supposed to get something. And I'm really trying to remember uh, what, what, what it is, 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 what, 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 what it is, what, 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 it, 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 oh, yeah, bread, okay, bread, bread, it's always good to get the bread, it's always good to get the bread, it's always good to get the bread, For those of you who don't know who Ken Casey, Ken Kesey is, by the way, and I really need to, uh, I'm realizing now as I'm saying this out loud, I think I need to take him up on this offer. Ken Kesey's son, Zane? Zane, I believe. Okay, so I'll take for him with my Ken Kesey's son, Zane, put up a couple of months ago a call for writers to help him write an uh, a biography about his dad. And I don't know why. Why didn't I jump on that? He probably has writers at this point. However, that I mean, that doesn't mean uh, that he would limit someone else writing about it. Right? That doesn't mean that. 
if they got a rider helping them out, certainly, um, you know, if the son has a, a similar spirit to his father, I'm, I bet you he would be more than willing to open up his arms to someone who is willing who, to contribute to his father's legacy, someone who's inspired. So surprised. I mean, there are bazillions of professional writers out there. It's quite interesting to think that the son of this inspiring author put out the call on Facebook such an interesting interesting thing when you think about it very interesting thing huh wow I'm here getting coffee and this one here caramel truffle are you kidding me oh boy oh boy i'm gonna get in trouble here should i get this i think i'm gonna have to get this right oh boy if i get this i'm gonna go nuts i'm just gonna go crazy all right all right we're getting it we're getting it i ain't got no choice now i ain't got no choice now might as well get it right might as well get it oh looks like someone here is at the uh, at the grocery store and wants to talk to wants to say something Hello everyone out there, this is Johnny Depp, and uh, I think that if you look on Amazon, uh, even in the video stores, you're going to find my movies that I've done uh, through the years. I've done movies about uh, pirates and uh, I've done movies about pirates and of course I've played all kinds of different characters through the years I've worked extensively with Tim Burton he, if you remember he first first cast me as the role of Edward Scissor hands, a kind of a funny man who he uh, he's got these these claws, you know. They're like uh, they're scissors, and uh, he he walks around, and he has the scissors, um, and uh, I believe uh, a wonderful role. Oh, thank you, thank you, Johnny Depp, for stopping by. That was so cool. Never, you know, you never know who you're going to come across at the, at the grocery store, right? You just never know. Never, ever, ever going to know. At any time. Who you're going to come across at any time. You just never, ever, 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 We've got to get, okay, we've got to get main things, bread, check, coffee, check, oh, quarters, that was one of the other things, quarters, I need to get some laundry done today, I've realized, if there's one thing, 
in the world that I need to get done. Well, that and also the Operation Tone-Up video. i got to get that done. i got to get the Operation Tone-Up video done. I also have got to put out more tweets on the Black Pumpkin Twitter account. And I've also got to promote Kapow more often, that's for sure. I've got to promote more Kapow. That's, that's, that's important. What else? What else? The world wants to know. The world, the world wants to know. The world wants to know. Hello there. My name is Orson Welles, and the world wants to know what else we need to get here at the store. No one really knows. No one is really certain. It's all up in the air from here, you see. It's all up in the air from this moment forward. Oh, great. And what do I see? A rock star. Yes, of course. It's a rock star on sale. And, of course, and, of course, I've got to make sure that I buy one because who would I be if I didn't purchase a rock star that was on sale, hmm? Who, who would I be, hmm? hmm? Here we go. In this day and age, with all this technology that we're, that we truly, actually truly have at our fingertips, I mean, right now this technology is on my fingertips. I'm, I'm holding on to it with my fingertips. Um, well, let's hear some of this. So right now, in this day and age, we have the possibility of creating our own radio shows our own movies, our own record labels, right? You can make an entire album on your on your GarageBand. Entire album. Entire album on GarageBand. People do it all the time. Music on GarageBand. All these distri distribution services putting it right in the hands of people. They don't have to wait for some huge, huge corporation to put their stamp of approval on what they're doing. It's astounding. It's incredible. Blows my mind. Blows my mind. Oh, here we go. Hold on. i got to pay for this. No, 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 Hello. Oh, and also, if I may have uh, $10 and quarters, too, please, if, uh, if that's possible. 
Oh, yes, please. Paper or plastic? Plastic sounds good, thank you. Okay. There we go. Can I give one with the card? Oh, I just need ten dollars and quarters. Thank you. Huh? You got them, right? No, no, you didn't give them to me yet. No, 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 but you got them on the on the cash back, right? Um. Let's see, where does that show? I'm not sure. Oh, you didn't ask me $10. Do you have what? Cash? Yeah, that's why. No way. <laughs> I typed it in there. Oh, that's weird. Okay, well, how, how can I do that? How can I? Um, who do you bank with? Uh, Wells Fargo. Oh, I think. Let's try. Go ahead. Okay. I totally thought I'd... Yeah, it gave me the options, and then I put... $10. Yeah, I do the same sometimes. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sure I did it, and I didn't. That's so crazy. There we go. Cool, it went through. Oh, that's great. All right, thank you so much. All right, so here we are. We have got what we came here for. Laundry time, ladies and gentlemen. Laundry time. As a wise man once said, never underestimate a good laundry. That wise man was Mr. Dishwasher. Oh, wait a second. If you think about it, a dish... A wa okay, so a dishwasher is like a washing machine, but for dishes. So I'm wondering if the inventor of the washing machine had something to do with that. Maybe it was a relative or a friend of the inventor of the dishwasher or the uh, of the laundry machine. They looked at that and they go, hey, we could do that for our dishes. Wouldn't that be nifty? I don't want to put, I don't want to scrub these damn dishes. I don't want to scrub these damn dishes. Do you, Martha? Do you? I don't want to scrub these damn things. Do you? So before you know it, load up the dishes into the dishwasher, and there you go. There you go. It's a washing machine, but for dishes. There you go. Simple. Oh my goodness, it's been 23 minutes already. Today's a... Today's, today's barely begun. So this is what we're this what this is what's happening right now. I've downloaded all of the Operation Tonup videos. The National Fittest School Challenge 2018. I've downloaded all of the photos that, that Lawrence took. I downloaded all of the videos that Lawrence took. I got I I'm missing three large files. Or four, rather, um, of particular angles. However, the good news is, I think I can. I'm going to pull off what I need to do with what I got. 
yes, last night I went through and I edited down. Well, okay, first of all, I grouped all the clips into their timeline, into the order of which they were created. So, I, I, I put all the clips together, not the photos, but all the, all the clips, put them right next to each other. The kids entering the place, the, the, the uh, shots, of, the establishing shots, the, I mean, it just goes on and on. The kids stretching, them doing the workout, drinking their water, stretching again, uh, uh, then doing their nutrition test, the tie, and then the push-up contest, and then the announcement of the winner, and then the kids getting the awards, all the speeches, the friendship bracelets that the one school made for the other school, Mountain, Moon Mountain made bracelets for Clemenson. And what else? Oh yeah. Afterwards, when they go to, I think it's called Good Eat, Good, Good Place, something like that. It's a, a, a little restaurant nearby. So there's some photos of that. So I I put all those into the into I stacked them all together in the way that they need to. Then I went through them and I cut them down. Cut them down, little bits and pieces here and there. Just cut the length of them. So they, I just got the snippets of what I need. All that, at some point, it originally was like 44 minutes, and then I whittled it down to uh, 20 minutes. Ultimately, I think Mr. Tone himself, I think, I think ultimately he wants this thing to be... Oh, I also color corrected it. I don't have any color correction expertise, but that's what those YouTube videos are for. That's what's beautiful. YouTube education is phenomenal. There's always someone on there who's, who's excited about showing off their expertise. That's the beauty of it. It's the beauty of it. Purest form of cooperation ever. In fact, I can imagine a teacher, a professor, who doesn't actually teach anything himself. All he does is he shows YouTube videos all throughout class. People got questions. Oh, good question. Here, here's a YouTube video. And then that describes it. But anything you need, you look on there, there it is. So I learned a little bit about color correction, which is great because uh, a lot of the shots from the camera that I was taking were overexposed. They are blown out. So I was able to darken them up a little bit with color correction and bring a little more color into them, into those white spaces. You can tell people love racing up and down the street. So yeah, I color corrected it, and then so I, so all that together, I outputted all that. That took two and a half hours last night to output that file, and now today I'm. Uh, so I, you know, like I said, I output that whole file as like one big thing. So now I'm going to uh, cut in the the order in which that goes, and then 
put the uh, photos in there too. So we're going to have all the great photos that Lawrence took in there. He's got some great, great depth of field, very cinematic. He did a lot of great camera work with his uh, iPhone 6, a lot of which looks just as crispy as the Mark V that I was shooting on. Holy moly, those, those cameras, Mark V, woo! And I think he had a Mark III. Those cameras eat up batteries like crazy. And they eat up memory like crazy. Those babies are, are whew, very, very high-tech, let me tell you. High-tech. Here we are. Here we are. So now I know a trip to the store and back can take a half an hour. Isn't that interesting the way that time is, huh? Right now, this is, this is uh, an example of time sort of being relative. I went through a whole journey, and wherever you're sitting or standing or driving right now, listening to this, you are doing something completely different. And to you, maybe it feels like drudgery. Things are moving by so slow, so slow. I'm at work, I got my headphones on, I'm listening to the podcast. Oh, work is going by so slow. Yet what's interesting is, if you were just listening to this, you, you will, it's crazy because I walked up to the grocery store, I went on a trip, I had a journey. I had a journey. This whole podcast business just blows my mind. I'm over here doing this particular thing, you're over there doing whatever you're doing, and what when and the, it, the funny thing is I'm living in this moment in real time. It's unfolding for me right here in real time. It's unfolding for me right here in real time. When you hear this, you're going to be this is going to be a time capsule for you. When you hear this, it's going to this this has when you hear this by the time you hear this it, this moment has already happened. And <laughs> furthermore, it happened while you were just doing something completely different or completely the same. Wouldn't that be crazy? Is if you pop this in and, and you are actually walking up to the store searching for the same items I am? Or you just got back from the store with the same items I just got? All I know is I'm going to cook up some coffee here. But while we're talking about this subject, I just want to bring this up really quick before I say goodbye. I think this is going to be today's podcast, unless, unless I throw in a riff. Uh, when I edit the, the wedding videos, and I don't know if I've said this before or not. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I got a, mount, I got a rock star. Oh, that's cool. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, one, uh, 160 milligrams of caffeine. 160. I prefer the 200 range. But this is, is delicious. Mm. So, I got to wrap it up with this. While wedding video editing, 
a few big revelations struck me. One, these people don't know I exist. The people who are on screen have no idea I exist. That's one part of it. I'm editing the life of these people who have never met me before and they don't know I exist. Two, not only do I not exist to them, I simultaneously also exist as sort of an invisible entity. Those people, their video was shot, who knows, maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, who knows. I'm editing it now. They already lived that moment. I'm editing it now, or whenever I choose to edit it. Those people who are in that video are living a linear life. They're living a linear unfolding of time. And they're, they're experiencing it one frame at a time, one frame at a time. I am experiencing their life in addition to a completely different day that it happened. I'm experiencing their life in, not in real time, but in fragments of their day. So I can go, I can zoom to the end of their day, to the reception. A moment in time that they didn't even yet know existed. And yet there it is. The people in the beginning of the video have no idea what's happening at the end of the video. <laughs> and yet here I have it all right there in front of me. I have the luxury as a multidimensional being, because in this case, this is what it really started making me think about, was the idea of multidimensionalities, um, parallel universes, other beings existing in other, in other levels of existence that we just don't have the tools yet to, to, um, to measure. It's like as if someone within, and I felt this on a few occasions, I'll be uh, editing a video, like this one time I was editing a video, and I swear one of the bridesmaids actually saw me. That's a funny thing. She looked right at the camera, and it looked like she looked right at me. And I'm like, oh boy, I see you right now. Do you see me, do you have that vision of me looking at you right now? Because how crazy would that be is if during that moment, in that moment, that she happens to look at the camera, bam, she gets an image of me looking at her. Just crazy. And in these people's lives, I can, I can fast forward their motions. I can rewind their motions. I can take one second and go, yip, yip, rip, yip, 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 and have them move backward and forward like a gif. Yip, 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 yip. Those people have no idea I exist. And the way that they will remember that day, because yes, they will remember certain aspects of it, unless there was like a Mary, uh, Mary Lou, um, Mary Lou, uh, not Mary Lou Retton, Mary Lou Henner, uh, Mary Lou Henner, where she remembers everything. Now, unless you got a whole, a whole um, group of uh, wedding attendees who all have the Mary Lou Henner mindset, unless you got a bunch of those, chances are some of them will remember certain aspects of it, and some of them will not remember other aspects of it. So what's so funny is this, you know, these videos that I'm editing is sort of the final, the final countdown. You 
it's the final punctuation mark. What I'm doing is the final punctuation mark on how they're going to remember their day. I'm editing it together. I'm the one who's choosing which shots are going to be, be uh, focused on and are going to be utilized. I mean, I see a lot of funny stuff said to the camera. We got a little section when we edit. We got, we got the sections that we, we um, move information into. So let's say we got establishing shots. Okay, that's that its own <gasps> section. Then we got uh, the close-ups of the, the, um, the dress, the rings, um, the husband's suit, all those things. You know, we put in their own little sections. The uh, picture time with the with the brides bride bride uh, bridesmaids and bridegrooms. What do you call them? Wedding party. All those go in their own thing. Ceremony gets edited. So the point is, I'm picking out these little pieces, and I'll see people say funny stuff. So luckily, we have an area for outtakes. So I'll put all the funny stuff that I see in there. Now, back to this idea. So imagine if those people within the wedding video actually had an instrument to be able to, some tool to be able to tune in and, and then communicate with me. Interesting. You know, before, uh, this is interesting. I had this idea for a movie. This is a while ago. This is before I moved out here. I had the idea about a movie that didn't have a title and or it was missing a letter. And the whole movie was the people within the movie waking up and realizing that they were in a movie and then trying to figure out the title of that movie. They were very aware of the fact that they were within a movie. I find this astonishing with the Deadpool stuff that's going on. I also find it astonishing. I had this idea that me and Jeremy and the Wisniewski brothers, Trisha Howard, Sangini, a bunch of us, the Insomniacs, we decided to make a superhero film. And we had great superheroes in there. The whole premise of it was that the superheroes were completely aware of the fact that their parts were being rewritten by the writers. They realized that their lives were kind of set up by the writers, and um, kind of as if they're actors, and yet still being the still being the very parts that they were casted as, so to speak. So, like these guys started just waking up to what was going on, and um, like let's say, for instance, you might have a couple of superheroes that they come across that are in black, white, and gray. And maybe those were superheroes from long ago, from back when, you know, the comics that were put in the old newspapers where everything was just black and white. But the thing is that the people in the comic are realizing that there are some changes. So there's kind of like a Flash kind of guy. I mean, this was written more than 20 years ago, for sure. 25 years ago, I'd say. And there's a guy, and I think we called him Speedy. And so Speedy was kind of like the, the Flash. And what happened was he was either retiring or he died. And then the new guy named Fasty 
he comes in and he he has to take over Speedy's suit, and he's bothered that he doesn't have his own suit. And you know, he's like, "Oh man," he's like, "I wish I had a new suit." You know, and then the other guys are like, "Well, you know how the writers are; they just, you know, sometimes they're lazy." And then uh, there's a guy named Lance who's a total ladies' man. He just loves loves the ladies. He flies around. He's like Superman. He's macho dude. And all of a sudden, he ends up learning that the writers are going to turn him gay within, you know, a few upcoming issues. So now, he's he's trying to have as much sex as he can with the butterfly. The butterfly is another... Um, it's like a Batman and uh, Wonder Woman kind of relationship, or Superman and Wonder Woman. So he just wants to have as much sex as he can with her before the uh before things get turned over before they 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 change him we have a guy in there named subwoofer that was could be played by my buddy paul paul sutton he's a big guy paul sutton is a big guy i'd also like to cast him as el borba the day that i do the charles burns movie about el borba that's that's a dream of mine the luchador detective el borba so Paul was going to play Subwoofer, which was like this big guy, and he, he walks around, he's got these big um, speakers on him. And he and a guy named Drummer Boy are like a, a super team, so to speak. Well, Drummer Boy is at home with his drum set. And Subwoofer, see Drummer Boy, so, so Subwoofer and, and Drummer Boy are like connected by the by their you know by the by the earbuds or whatever and whenever they need really loud sounds he you know he calls and he's like drummer boy and all of a sudden drummer boy like crazy crazy drum solos and everyone everyone on the team has to put their earplugs in because they know what's going to happen and so those subwoofers just amplify the loudness Um, gosh, we had so much. We had so much stuff. Um, so much stuff. So yeah, uh, I think I would wrap up this this podcast. Um, it, it, just remember that even if you cannot see the other multi-dimensional beings that are watching you, they're there. They're there. You'll say no right now because you don't have the uh, technology to measure it, but they're there. Look up the Santilli telescope sometime. Santilli telescope. The lens on it, instead of it being convex, it's concave. It's the opposite of whatever lenses normally are. But it sees what researchers are calling ETIs, um, which is basically ETs, but they're... It seems like they have no bodies. They're just these. You'll see. Look, look up. Look up the Santilli telescope, and realize that you are probably being watched by who knows who. Who knows who's watching you? But they all want you to be the best version of yourself. All right, everybody. You take care and uh, keep the inspirato flowing, 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 flowing.